0: Is that helpful, just the timing of the typing? Trying to start the podcast, and Selena <laughs>
1: is uh, on social media, which I think is appropriate. She's, she's uh, that
0: on social media? Yes, I was were. You were, but you were it socializing
1: not... on media. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to start this thing.
0: You wish play. It's
1: aptly titled, Social Media, Your Marriage, and You, Selena, <laughs> You. okay?
0: Oh, I might sound raspy today. The the summer colds are setting in for us. (laughs) Yeah, change that subject. It just goes
1: to show it's not a temperature. It's not a function of temperature. A cold virus can spread in any manner of climate, and it does. But not as
0: much in the summer as it does in the winter. Well,
1: I don't know the science behind that, but
0: I've seen the science in our household.
1: (laughs) Well, go to social media. Let's find out (laughs) (laughs) the science in our household. All right, yeah, we're going to talk about social media, your marriage, and you. We're going to talk about specifically how can we approach it with wisdom. With a heart of wisdom and uh, not a heart of folly, okay? And then we also talk about, uh, thank you for that. (laughs) Clearing the throat in the mic. Folly.
0: (laughs) It was timely. Uh,
1: What is it exactly? And how are we categorizing social media? And that helps us kind of put words to it and, and look at culture and all that kind of stuff. So... It should be a fun episode. We're kind of, uh, we're going to talk through, we're going to process through it, which is one of my favorite ways to do podcasts because I feel like we're bringing you along. So anyway, thank you for joining us. We will see you on the other side.
0: Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
1: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between.
0: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is fierce marriage. So last week we talked about forgiveness. Mm. You should. Well, well it takes extend time. Extend some forgiveness. It, it's one of the things we that. talked about.
1: How it takes time. <laughs> I can forgive in my, with my words. which, yes. Okay, I forgive you. But in my heart, it's a commitment. Sometimes I have to come around you to, have to it. Keep
0: <laughs> the emotions will follow. Uh, Anyways, yeah, we did talk about forgiveness. If you haven't heard that episode, definitely check it out. We talked about what it is and what it is not, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions mm-hmm. about what we believe forgiveness to be and how we should act. Uh, so we need to definitely define what forgiveness is according to the Bible and its authority um, and how Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit can change our response, right? Yeah. When we forgive and when we well, go to God.
1: I feel like it's, it's almost impossible, impossible without A true level of forgiveness that, especially in a hard thing, it's impossible without responding to to the bigger truth of God's forgiveness of us. And that's what we talked about. We're going to get into the topic here. Like I said, social media, your marriage, and you. But first, uh, a little bit of housekeeping, then we'll answer a question. Sorry, there's a lot of preamble today, so bear with me here. Uh, The first bit of housekeeping is if you've been impacted by this content, we've helped you. Uh, we would love to have a review if you haven't left one on. Um, we'd be honored rather to have your review on pod- on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Uh, hit the stars. Also, uh, write a few comments if you feel led. Uh, secondly, we'd love for you to pray about becoming a Patreon uh, partner with us. So yeah. Patreon is a platform that lets us partner directly with you, our listeners, and it keeps this thing funded. It keeps it ad free. You hear that?
0: There's nothing. No ads. No ads. <laughs>
1: This is the ad, <laughs> um, and but the, but we love that because we're not beholden to um, any kind of corporate sponsors or trying to go get those or having to. Not that
0: partnerships are bad; it's a different yeah. kind of partnership.
1: Yeah, it's a different kind of partnership. Yeah. I would rather be bootstrapped by the church and 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 uh, kind of an army of people who are passionate about seeing this message get out into the internet as much as possible. So do check out uh, Patreon dot com slash fierce marriage. That's P A T R E O N. Dot com slash fierce marriage. Just pray about that if you feel like being a partner and we'd be honored. Finally, if you have any questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's a number there, nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. You can call or text or you can find that button at fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. That was a lot. I'm sorry. It's
0: good. People right. won't know unless you tell them.
1: Yeah, they won't know unless we tell them. So let's talk real quick. Someone asked yesterday last, I think this week, they wrote in about last week's podcast on forgiveness. On forgiveness. And they said, um, <laughs> Selena, you said when Ryan says he loves you um, and is sorry, that we went through kind of a hypothetical situation where I said, I still love you. you, you know, I still, I forgive you. I still want to be if your husband. I, yeah, yeah. If, I was, if you had if like wronged me, I was me. the offender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you did anything wrong ever, <laughs> then that might be the case. Um, it says, the, uh, and Ryan says he's sorry, wants to be with you and chooses you that you melt. You can't help but forgive. And she's saying, I don't feel that way. I feel like I need to have the wall up and guard my heart because although my husband feels guilty, he's continuing to make the choices he says he doesn't want to. Where's the balance of forgiveness and protecting yourself? I don't believe in divorce. I don't want that. I believe we serve a good God that is bigger than any sin. How do I keep forgiving and help myself, my self-worth slash value? Um, and there's there's a lot more in here. Uh, but this is this comes from Anonymous. So... Anyway, what 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 do you think in that case?
0: Well, there's a lot of things happening here. I mean, she's they're talking about feeling, right? I feel like I need to do this. I mm-hmm. feel guilty. He feels these things. So I think first of all, it's like are we are we using the right terms here? Is is it feelings and emotions that are driving this? And if so, then should those things be in the driver's seat of the situation where God is <clears throat> not driven by feelings and emotions, right? Like he mm-hmm. is he's God, he's given us l- his word um, and instructions on how to live not in every single situation right but that's yeah. why his word is so powerful and why it's so um, instructive and authoritative is that it applies to every situation even if it doesn't say specifically right like mm, yep. so I think that it's also a personality it might be a personality thing that like and 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 our are the culture of our marriage and and the experience and journey of our marriage is sounding very different um than Mm. than this person's journey that they're saying that there's this constant from what i can read there's this constant battle and the husband is saying he's sorry but he's not truly repenting it sounds like and that there's there's still stuff that he's doing and he feels guilty about doing and i guess the question then comes to what like is i don't want to say like is the lord transforming your heart because yes god is always at work on us but how? What are there lies? Maybe that that he's mm-hmm. believing uh, that that is enabling this continued, um,
1: whatever the behavior is. Yeah,
0: whatever the behavior is.
1: I you know I would encourage you to go read through some proverbs. We mentioned Tim Keller's series on proverbs over the last few weeks. Um, at the time of this recording here, um, the one of the main themes that we see and I see that I hear Tim Keller kind of. Putting forth in terms of Proverbs, and we see this in Proverbs because Keller talks about the actual scripture, is that it's not so much telling us the decisions to make, but how to become a person that makes wise decisions. Mm -hmm. Wise decisions based on God's law, (coughs) based on his ultimate truth, based on his standard of morality, based on his standard of wisdom. Mm And wise decisions based on what it means to just function in a society that's kind of ambiguous at times. Right. And so, I mean, we'll be leaning on heavily on Proverbs 9 today because the Bible doesn't talk about social media. So we right. have to learn how to become people who make wise decisions. A lot of times with behavior that is out of control, uh, it's usually uh, meaning it's out of control and that you don't want to do it, but still you do it. Right. There's an addiction there. There needs to be help. There needs to be outside help. Right. You're, you're being foolish. If I can just be so bold, you're being foolish if you're trying the same thing and getting the same result every time. And
0: expecting something and expecting something to change. Right, right,
1: You need to get outside help and you need to start dealing with that addiction whatever that is right
0: it's you know she's she's asking where's the balance of forgiveness and protecting yourself i don't believe in divorce the fact that that is the sentence and that is what she's communicating says to me that this is not just like a one-time thing that is Hmm. that like when i say when i melt with ryan it's because we've had maybe a big explosion and this is not normal for us this is not something normal and so when he uh when either of us extends love and grace in that situation mm-hmm. yep. again forgiveness is not giving them permission to continue sinning forgiveness is is understanding that Christ forgave me of so much and i am now letting that i'm extending that forgiveness to let christ essentially work in them as well and work on mm-hmm. me it's it's a friend just told me recently like lord change me and bless them kind of thing like just help help me to you yeah. know, really understand the depths of forgiveness. And and I think this protecting yourself, I don't think forgiveness in the biblical sense, when you forgive someone, it's not, you are being vulnerable again to them and protecting yourself.
1: Well, here's a way to say what you're saying. I'm, I you know, what I'm, yes. Forgiveness happens in an instant trust is rebuilt over time yes okay yes. so that's what we're
0: talking about two different things of forgiveness yeah, versus trust and, i think
1: and there still are consequences to behavior absolutely you can have forgiveness even from god yes and still there's you still have natural consequences, consequences to for, your behavior if yes. you act a fool you'll get a fool's consequence <laughs> consequence yes and but you can still have forgiveness with repentance so they're they, mm. they are they do run in parallel to each other in right. terms of There is a sense of um, when I'm forgiven, now that consequence plays out in a different way. Right. But forgiveness happens in an instant. And it can happen over and over again in an instant. Right. Because you are wronged in different multiple times. Yeah. But trust is rebuilt over time.
0: And it does sound like you said the overall theme. There's some sort of like addiction. or There's something happening that's greater, that is consistent, that needs an outside... Uh, counsel outside help yeah. so i think that would probably be the biggest thing to go to.
1: So we can go i don't want to do another episode no, on I know. forgiveness I know. <laughs> go back and listen to that i mean if you haven't yet this gal has um, but anyway hope that's helpful anonymous we hope it uh
0: well remember uh, like defining the terms of like feelings and emotions versus actual forgiveness and trust and are we using those terms in the correct way that they should be used and if not like use the correct terms to really understand the situation because it sounds like there's probably some outside help that needs to be Yeah, because if he's expressing
1: remorse and regret and shame without the accompanying action that goes with that, then right. that's just lip service. That's the definition of lip service. Totally. There needs to be actions that, that coincide with those feelings of remorse yes, and repentance. That's what repentance is. It's an act of turning from sin toward mm. life, toward righteousness. And that takes help. Be wise to know that a behavior that is out of control and is circular like that, it's an addiction, whatever right, it is, right. whatever, if it's drinking, sex, alcohol, pornography, whatever, yeah. uh, I said drinking twice basically, but gambling, <laughs> stuff like that, then that's going to be something that you need outside help with anyway.
0: love when you define your terms.
1: Yes. Got to define those terms. So good. Speaking of which, okay. So social media, what is social media? We're going to jump into this topic. Yeah. And I, I said jump in, so I'm sorry.
0: It's hard. To, it's a good. It's a good uh, transition.
1: We're going to take a leap into this topic.
0: <laughs> See, but that just brings different connotation. <laughs> okay. What I'm is social frog. media, Selena? <laughs> define it once and for all. What is social media? Uh, quote websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. End quote. That is by G- Selena. Frederick. Google's dictionary. <laughs> Go- Google's <laughs> Google's dictionary, which okay. I think is a good definition, especially for like the parameters we're trying to define here in this conversation. Mm. Some examples, obviously of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. I think those are like the major ones. Mm -hmm. I could be living in the dark age still. Are there more?
1: I don't know. I'm sure there's a few. Those are the big ones. Uh, (laughs) I can't keep up with them. It's still
0: the same. It's still the same medium, right? And so if we're defining all of these things as, uh, places where users can create and share content or participate Mm -hmm. in social networking, um, That change that that I think we've gone past that as a culture like that is not the limit of what social media is. It is it has gone far and beyond that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we look at. Yeah, we'll get into that.
1: So the scope of our conversation today is we want to look at how is it helping and hurting culture. Okay, as we like to do. What is the current of culture? Right. Uh, How is it because of that? Okay, how do we respond to it? in other words, how can it help or hurt your marriage? How does it help or hurt you, and what does the Bible say, and how are we supposed to use social media as a tool how I mean it's a good thing it's like any good thing. it can be used and distorted right and it's not inherently evil, but I think right. it has the ability to either be a beautiful expression of of our lives as Christians or it can be something that we that influences us unduly
0: right and how does it how has it affected our marriage? I mean, we've seen countless marriages. Uh, be affected in terms of emotional affairs and just physical uh, infidelity that has happened, that has come from Mm -hmm. uh, these platforms. And so I think it's definitely, we're overdue for this conversation. We did talk about it once, but it is definitely where I'm excited about it. Because we are, I mean, we're primarily found on these, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is where people would find us. This is the place that we go to talk to people about fierce marriage and Jesus and all of these things. And you and I had this conversation a a while ago. I'm like, why are we on, you know, when you learn about the people who are um, filtering and censoring or whatever, Facebook and the things that they have to like, okay, and not okay. There's been some dark stuff around that. And I'm like, well, why are we feeding this machine? And you're like, because it's good to bring light where the darkness is. And I'm just like, yes, you're right. Like,
1: The whole fierce marriage platform came from, basically me wrestling with this question of if the apostle Paul were alive today, how would he use the internet right. to tell people about Jesus? And the answer we came up with is that we they would, he would say it loud and clear. He would right. address felt needs based on, you know, scripture as he did like throughout Corinthians and, and throughout every epistle that he wrote. Right. I want to do one thing first before we get into it. And this will be our jump off point. This is not going to, we're not going to hinge our whole conversation on this, but I just want to talk about Joshua Harris briefly.
0: Kind of the elephant in the room, the yep, evangelical well, social media room. <laughs> by the time
1: this comes out, we'll be probably two or three weeks behind all yeah. of this, or maybe even more. But if you don't know who Joshua Harris is, he wrote a book like two decades ago. It was part of our early relationship. It was called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You had just read it right before we right before we started dating, and I was like, dang it. <laughs>
0: no kisses for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not,
1: it's not about kissing. It's about no. dating.
0: <laughs> you,
1: you misread the book. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's a smudgeness.
1: Yeah. So he he wrote a book that's basically, it's about purity Mm -hmm. and uh, like courting and purity culture is what it's been coined as that, Mm -hmm. that this movement. And I think some of the objections to the book were that it kind of aggrandized uh, like marriage as opposed to singleness. Like singleness is a dud. Marriage is the way you should go. If, and it would also kind of inadvertently shame people who had either lost their virginity or had it taken from them. Mm -hmm. And so basically saying like, if you're headed toward marriage, it's it. I read Chally's. He wrote a he wrote wrote an article about this a while back, and he said that book inadvertently was kind of a prosperity gospel in itself. I mean, that if you follow right. this purity message and you 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 know you're a virgin when you get married and you you don't you know well, you're not impure purity move, then you'll yeah. have an amazing marriage and you'll you'll never have a a hiccup in your life. Right. And so it was a prosperity gospel. It wasn't rooted in a sense. It and was like, a prosperity right, gospel. right
0: because God has and will continue to mm. reconcile people. No matter what their past are, I think sexually he can, mm-hmm. he is a powerful God. He's an all powerful God. Even
1: with that, the book was, I think, <laughs> beneficial for us. I think it was formative. helped us to yeah. think counterculturally. Yes. Thank God we didn't take it to the nth degree. Yes. We didn't hinge the success of our marriage on the state of our virginity.
0: Although I did feel a lot of guilt after we kissed, and I. Yeah,
1: because you were a seductress. Whatever. <laughs> 16. And I was trying to be pure. Yes, my we first just... real kiss
0: was at 16, people. Just putting that out there. All right, weirdo.
1: I know. am kidding. I'm kidding.
0: Mr. Mac Daddy in the fifth grade. Oh, whatever. Grade. <laughs> you know, you know. Gotta, Anyways. Make it do. gotta make it do what it do. So we're talking about him, and we're not throwing him under the bus, but we're on un- the thing that happened with him.
1: Yeah, so he, here's what happened. Thank you. Is that he basically announced uh, a few weeks, months... I, don't, I forget the timeline. He announced he was getting a divorce from right. his wife. Okay, and that was that created all this, like... Hubbub. Hubbub on the <laughs> internet, thank you. And then weeks after that, he basically announced, I can no longer call myself a Christian. Right. I don't know, honestly, if he's mincing words. I don't know if he, like, still believes in Jesus, still believes in God, still believes in the Bible, but doesn't identify with the Christian mainstream, right? Because a lot of what you see is he's... He it feels like again he feels like he's starting to drink kind of the or he has be, uh, drinking in partaken. <laughs> partaken of the cultural Kool-Aid namely mm-hmm. around issues of human sexuality right uh, social justice in the mainstream term not the biblical term right. but the mainstream have an version author, of that even author a leader
0: a pastor a message bringer yeah he was a pastor turning yeah. from the the gospel basically turning from Christianity he is not the first um we see this in Gen Hatmaker as well, but there's, there are these movements happening with people that are basically what deciding that Christianity is not what they thought maybe, or they're misinterpreting.
1: Well, yeah. So what it's doing to me, what what it's doing to me is making me ask <laughs> kind of a, ma- a one major question. Yeah. And it's. I
0: think both of us.
1: It's that are are we. Like how? Where was his heart? Where do your heart? Where does your heart have to be? And how does how does culture have to influence your heart yeah. in order for you to basically turn on all this stuff that you're you're what was professing that? one year, and the right. next year you're professing the opposite? What was
0: that journey? Yeah. How did how did those how were those decisions mm-hmm. come to? How did he get to that point? And
1: so I want to take a moment and say to you, listener. We believe in the Bible. We believe in the sovereignty of God. We believe in the inerrancy of the Bible. We believe that the Bible bears weight on us and tells us how to behave. We don't bear our own knowledge and weight on the Bible and Mm -hmm. tell it how to be read. So with that said, if we ever go off the rails, call us on it, please.
0: You can go to our whole belief. We have a page about all of our beliefs. But the thing about the whole Joshua Harris thing is that it was released, I think, basically through social media. And there's been a lot of as you can imagine, opinions. There's been a mm-hmm. lot of like th- lashings, I think, towards him. Um, a lot of the the platforms that we follow, maybe like the Gospel Coalition, are extending like compassion and mercy in the fact that like they are praying for his soul. Like they are praying for his marriage and for his children and that God will reconcile that.
1: That'd be amazing. And it
0: is not, it's not this like, oh gosh, they left the faith. Like, oh, can you believe it? It's, it's very much, I think we're seeing more of, God being shown to people who are turning away. And it's a good example to me. And I think it's, you and I both talked about how it's challenged us. It's been kind of like a warning to us. Cause again, you see somebody who writes, wrote books, who was a pastor. We're not pastors, but we are like, I think vocal leaders in some ways. And we subscribe to the gospel. Obviously we're Christians and like, what makes that different? Like, how, how did that happen to him and it's not happened to us? Like, what is... And there's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Sorry. It's, well,
1: it's making us ask a question of how are we being formed by the opinions we're taking in, and, right. namely through social media. Yeah. And how are our hearts inclined, yes. in general, to believe truth versus believing lies? Right. And so that's what we want to talk about today is how is social media helping and hurting culture and how is it helping or hurting you and your marriage? Right. So... I think one of the things Selena said as we were talking about this is social media is not social community. It's media. And that is a very foundational understanding is that right. it is a media outlet. Right. It's like watching TV. It's like you know listening to music. It's yeah. like watching- It goes
0: back to defining exactly what it is and then comparing it, understanding it through comparison. So if social media is like we talked about, it's applications that enable users to create and share content and participate mm-hmm. in social networking, then that that's like a- a hard boundary but if we see it as community and we see it as we start we start putting our expectations on it we wrongly as see this community wrongly yeah. seen as as biblical like community or even just friendships like i have friendships through social media but are they like my friends they, like
1: well the, if those people form you you're not going to be a well-formed christian
0: absolutely
1: absolutely we, we need formation in the local church in face-to-face relationship right deep relationship that's based on offline interaction right and so, if we wrongly, if this becomes our source of community, right. in other words, it becomes the source of the loudest voices in our lives. Right, that is a problem.
0: Well, it's the it's it's what yeah. what authority is it? Are we subscribing to? Are we subscribing to social media as being the authority in our life, the one that we we bow down to and worship and feed? And I know we wouldn't all want to admit that, but we've all done it. Or is Christ? Is the Bible? Is this? Are is, are our lives being modeled? And is the Bible the authority, and Christ the authority of our lives? Because if God is the authority, that's going to change how we use social media. That's going to influence the messages that we put out there. That's going to influence just how we even put anything out there. Mm-hmm. I'm always hesitant to post because I don't want pe- people to like envy my life or anything like that. I just it's we'll kind talk of about a, that later. Yeah. But, okay.
1: <laughs> go ahead. So let's ask this question. Okay, I just want to put it out there. Okay. For discussion, how is social media? Helping or hurting culture. Let's start with how is it actually hurting culture? Okay. Tony Ranky, you wrote a book, 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. Okay. And he, in really it, he talks about book. this idea of trading heroes for celebrities. And this was something that uh, somebody, I think, uh, di- different people have kind of predicted would happen as yeah. media became more mainstream. But here's basically what it says. Heroes are men and women of character known for acts of valor and celebrated long after their deaths. Time, not image, makes heroes. Mm heroism goes mostly unseen in the moment and our heroes at least in the case of our presidents appear nearly lifeless on our currency intentionally washed of glamour okay every culture has its heroes because we want to know that the humanity is potentially great so we immortalize our minted heroes on our bills coins and stamps okay so talking about heroes now let's talk yeah. about celebrities But we lost our patience in waiting for new heroes just as the graphic revolution arrived. So he's talking about the ability to mass-produce graphics Mm -hmm. through images, either film or now on the screen through the Internet. Uh, So we coined new icons. The dominance of images in the media and now a hyperabundance of digital images meant that waves of celebrities could be created, rejected, and replaced. We turned to celebrities who were fabricated on purpose to satisfy our exaggerated expectations of human greatness. Mm. Unlike, unlike the hero, the celebrity is newsworthy simply for his visible charm, his spectacle of glamour, writes Borston. In fact, anyone can become a celebrity if only he can get into the news and stay there.
0: Hello, YouTube. Well,
1: hello, <laughs> our president.
0: I know, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. He <laughs> is like the intersection of...
1: All of this. Oh, my word. Celebrity okay. and... Enough I know. said. Sorry. It's all about time, and that is the greatest contrast <laughs> of all. The passage of time, which creates and establishes the mm. hero, destroys the celebrity. One is made, the other unmade by repetition. Okay. So we are looking to these people online and creating... We're trading our heroes, mm. true people of valor and character, for celebrities, the people who happen to be visibly in front of us most of the time. Mm. So what does that do to the social fabric? I think we can talk about that a lot. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to say that's that's a thing, okay? Right. Secondly, this is a phenomenon it's called the loud minority. Okay, and it leads to a polarization uh, and loss of what I would call the thoughtful in-between. Right. You so, are the thoughtful in-between. Well, most people are, to be honest, because most people listening to this, they they agree with some things that are happening on yes, Fox News. But and I disagree think it's with gotten
0: washed out because it is so polarizing. You, it's like you either fall on one side of the fence oh, yeah. or the other. And depending on what your thoughtful in-between is, that defines whether you're like on board or not but it's like no i'm really in between on this like i'm really
1: right okay so let's just take two really hot examples and people get mad oh, Lordy. just write us an angry email Here all right go. it's fine
0: we won't read I'm it i'm not
1: gonna read it <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. i kidding if someone it's else will read it if it's thoughtful <laughs> yeah here's the thing we we are very opposed to abortion because we believe that uh human life begins at the at the moment of conception all right so that's the first one and we're also very opposed to a lot of the stuff that's happening um, on the border, in terms of human rights and and all that kind of stuff, there are nuances there. Here's the thing: yeah, there's laws and there's all that kind of stuff. We're not. I'm not Ben Shapiro. Okay, so don't get mad at me and act like I know all this stuff. I'm not him. But what I'm saying is that we don't necessarily just just toe the line yeah. on everything that has to do with conservative, you know, social social issues. Nor do we toe the line when it comes to cer- conservative. Uh, like financial policy and fiscal policy and all that kind of stuff. There are lots of nuances to this stuff. Right. But we live in a system that is polar. Yes. You have good and evil. Depending on what side of good or evil you're on, the other side's evil, you're <laughs> right. good. Right. Right? And so and you, and that's what I that's what I'm saying the loud minority are the people that are loud and they're on the very tippy ends of those ends of that spectrum. Right. If you look at a bell curve, all right, you've got the majority in the middle. Right. And on the end, you've got like 0.5% on the left, 0.5% on the right. Right. Those but they are
0: being the loud.
1: But they're loud. So it feels like everybody on the left is crazy or everybody on the right is crazy. <laughs> or, And I'm not using those pejoratively. I'm saying anyone who is opposite to me, they're crazy. And everybody who I, I believe and I'm with, right. they're they're on point. And so it's polarizing.
0: It is very polarizing. And so it's
1: really hard for people in the, in the thoughtful in-between who are saying, like, actually, I kind of think that there's balance here somewhere right. and there's biblical a w- biblical worldview that I feel like actually has some integrity to it. Right. You're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. You're actually getting to have an intelligent... Con- this so is so interesting to me. The internet has made that so hard.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And,
1: I, and so how does that affect me personally? How does that affect our marriage? That's, I think, where we're going, but...
0: <laughs> I, I'm so just fascinated by the fact that all of these political conversations and even conversations that you and I maybe haven't had on this podcast are coming out through the social media, like under that theme Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that idea, because I think it just goes to show how prevalent uh, social media is in our lives and how... It has like when I go to a news, when I want to know what's happening in the news, if there's helicopters flying around our house, I will go to Facebook and then go to the news page. I won't go to the news website right. necessarily yeah. because it's updated faster and you can know like instantaneously, which is crazy, right? Like mm-hmm. just to illustrate how the times have changed.
1: Which which illustrates the, the counterpoint, which is that false information right. is easily construed as it's misconstrued as true. Right. So, right. it, you know, fake news. Right, I right. was thinking of that, that, that <laughs> Trump gift. You are fake news. You are fake news. <laughs> but it's so easy to believe that stuff and that starts to influence us. Right. Uh, it, it's, that's because we have agendas. So we have, again, take that and mix that with this loud minority. Right. And mix that with people who are in charge who have very polar agendas mm. because they, and they have stake, they have skin in the game. So again, I'm not, this isn't a political podcast, but you have people that are in power that are influencing things and they're using their influence the most they can to influence this. So So. propaganda (laughs) comes to mind. So propaganda is art with an agenda. So if you think about art as... Uh, the tv shows that are being produced right. you think of the news articles that are being produced yeah. you think of the twitter accounts that are being managed the instagram right uh, your brand. we were just
0: watching like that glass blowing thing and there was so much propaganda within the well, it was the a, art that was created was and the very, messages yeah. behind it
1: the whole show it, there was a the, it, i think there was an element of true Absolutely. art and that they're seeing where it would go where would this process take us and then there was a, an, a, a there was an element. A reason of, reason why people we're going to advance yes. this agenda through totally, this medium. Totally. And so there's. I just think we have to be aware of that, and be aware that that is actually having an impression on our hearts.
0: Absolutely. So on that note, how would we say that social media is helping
1: culture? Well, it's uh, opening up these lines of communication <laughs> in ways that were never available. Right. To so the masses. Here we are able to have this podcast. Here we are, and we're talking to. Our lovely listeners. Our lovely hopefully, listeners. hopefully, not grading them. them
0: yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the next point we should talk about is what does the Bible say about social media? I mean, obviously.
1: <laughs> Let me just go to first Deutica here.
0: <laughs> obviously, the Bible is not like, okay, thou must have, you know, social media accounts with that, thy right. husband and thy wife. <laughs> like, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's okay. Thou
1: shalt join your <laughs> accounts into one name. Yes.
0: No, I, that, that's not what I'm saying. But the Bible talks about. Uh, anything like this in terms of a heart it's a heart issue a word issue it's wisdom versus folly Uh, it's all in giving us instruction on how to this is if we identify with the bible as being the authority right it's instructing us on how to live within Mm. uh using social media as a tool and not as a allowing it to become an idol, which I think is most things in our lives, right? Yeah. Like what is the right place for these things? And yeah. and God's word sheds light on everything if we look at it like that. So
1: you have 10, you have first Corinthians 10 31. So whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Okay. So again, we have to, th- the thing is, is God gave us brains. He gave us discernment. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Right. We are tasked with one thing to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that the first, uh, I don't know, some catechism we are. And so uh, everything we do should be to that end of glorifying God. And that right. becomes a bigger conversation because there's a lot of nuance, right. but the thing is you have to use your brain. <laughs> we can't be here to say, don't post that. Do post this. Right. Um, another example. Can you read the next one? Hebrews ten twenty
0: four. uh, Hebrews ten twenty four and 25. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the date approaching. I think there are two things here is spurring one another on how how social media can be a Mm. tool used for that, but not giving up meeting together. I can't tell you how many small groups I've been in that they're like, okay, we'll just post it in the Facebook group. Like details about where to meet and when to meet and or just posting you know prayer requests which i know there's probably a whole slew of opinions about that but and these, it's are the been a point. these are the upsides yeah. too of, of being able to have a hub where we can post information and not have to send necessarily out like a thousand texts or a group text. Cause those are always super fun. I think, um,
1: and, and that, that functionality is easier. I think that functionality existed before social media. Like you yeah. would just do a, like a phone chain or whatever that was called, where right. I'd call you, you'd call so-and-so right. and then they'd call. And that was kind of the way that the word got around, um, kind and of texting is fine. Ago. I'm not going to say it's bad. So that's good. I think typically another way of social media, just the information that's being shared. So we didn't get on this, but it is stirring. It, if you go to the right places, it does stir. Yeah. Your affections for Christ. Yeah. It's it's not it's not popular. It's not everywhere, but you can go to the places that and have your faith built up.
0: Hello, Fierce Marriage.
1: Yes. You go to FierceMarriage.com. <laughs> I was and getting have on your, it,
0: and you gave me the hand to say, we'll get to that, and so I stopped. It'll
1: come. We'll get there. I'm um, just a quick... Still not talking about it. <laughs> a little bit behind. The, I want to look behind the scenes a little bit as we talk about how we interact with social media. You might know this, listener. You might be aware of how this works, but if you're not, I want to just... What 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 is this phenomenon of the echo chamber and why does it happen? Okay, the way alg- algorithms work. No one really knows how Facebook and Instagram... an
0: echo chamber? What are you talking about?
1: So an echo chamber is like Facebook has somehow identified... This was a big deal whenever the last of election was happening. Okay. Is Facebook has, and other social media platforms, have identified be- how you generally think politically mm-hmm. and they will give you content that agrees with you so that you will you'll be more likely to share it, more likely to engage in it. And what happens is that... You're sitting in a... You're shouting your message and it's just echoing back at you.
0: Okay.
1: And it's it's amplifying. I don't mean to
0: ask the obvious, but in case anybody else is with me and is like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, that's fine. And it becomes louder and you start feeling like... It's polarizing in the same sense where you're like, this is everybody thinks this. Why is this even in a question? You know, And right. you're realizing, well, you're not seeing any of the other side of the coin. Mm, you're not okay. seeing anyone's true opinions. You're only seeing the crazy versions of their opinions. Right. You're not actually having a thoughtful discourse. You're shouting at each other. Right. And everybody on the other side is doing the same thing on any issue. Again, we tend, it tends to be in terms of po- politics. Okay, So how is Facebook doing that is the question. Well, there's, the, there's all kinds of technology that goes into it. But essentially... As you're logged in with Facebook, they're tracking your behavior on sites that have opted in to have your behavior tracked. So if you go.
0: Behavior meaning your how you, internet interactions. The links you're going you, to. Yes. Even the
1: things you're clicking on. Right. How so, long you're there. Yeah. So and it's and it's uh, ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's not something that, you know, because we, we use It's called a Facebook pixel. We use it as fierce marriage because mm-hmm. it helps us know who cares about fierce marriage and right. how how we can actually show you more content. It's and sure so be better, what'll yeah. happen is you'll see a link from like the Gospel Coalition. Yeah. It'll be so and so talking about whatever topic. You click on it. Facebook knows that you clicked on that and that you and how much time you spent there. Mm. If you click away, they know you click away. If you go to a shop, say you go to uh what's a what's
0: a shop com slash
1: no use another shop <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't,
1: don't use know. us <laughs> what's one of your w- one uh, of your girly shops you like to go to girly C- crate and barrel no <laughs> okay where do you go
0: i don't know bookstores amazon <laughs> okay No. Nope. okay say evil.
1: you go to and say you go to a uh, an online store because you were on pinterest and you said i want to okay. buy those curtains. baby
0: stuff then yeah
1: i want to buy that for my kid yeah and you click on the thing, but you don't actually add it. Okay. They're tracking that and they're going to retarget you and they're going to send you ads on that. And, right. And okay. there's even, it even goes so far as to some people have posited that they're listening through your phone. Right. The, we don't know that. We don't know that. I think that's probably not happening because it's so much data. Anyway, so that's how it's creating these echo chambers echo chambers, and affecting us. And it's either cementing us in our wrong views or mm. it's teaching us how to think more critically. Mm. Okay. Okay. And by, when I say wrong views, I mean that no, there's nothing black and white in this. Yeah, There are some things in terms of God's truth that are black and white. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when it comes to complex, like actually interacting in the world, we have to see in a spectrum of colors and a spectrum of gray to actually have productive conversations that lead people to hearing the gospel, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. So how does it actually affect us <laughs> in <laughs> our marriage?
0: well, i I don't think it's like an another question. I think that all the conversation that we've been having um, influences and affects the way you and I, our husband and wife, interact. It, sure. it affects our heart. So therefore, it affects the people around us. Hmm. And so if you know, if if we are if if I'm using social media as a tool versus being ruled by it, like yeah. I am in charge of it. It is a tool. It is not something that is, um, we, we compared it kind of like a, a tool versus like a king right a tool is not something that is alive and think for itself although I would argue just with the echo chambers they're just responses and not that not that it's an alive being but it interacts right and so I want
1: to I want to tweak what you're saying I want to okay. say let's let's look at it as media or as a tool and as Nathan okay. would say so I sit on the board for Flint and Iron It's a it's all about like reconciling tech with the gospel for so the good. younger generation yeah um, and he refers it to it as drool tech versus tool tech.
0: Good. So Go.
1: as media, it's the drool side. So you're basically just taking it in and you're not actually engaging with it. This goes with anything you're creating online, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. Right. Are you actually adding to this <clears throat> or are you just drooling over it, taking it in? Right. It's, it's lazy versus active. Right. It's passive versus active. Okay. Lazy is a bad term. I didn't mean that. Passive it's versus passive versus, versus active. active. Good. So as media... It's affecting us, and as tool we need to we need to be aware, as a tool we need to be aware of how we're affecting others. Right. So let's talk about specifically in marriage, uh, emotional and physical affairs. Okay. Right. So a lot of them, a lot of them start through Facebook. What happens is, you you
0: reconnect with some old friend, reconnect with an old
1: friend. <laughs> you start an old girlfriend or an old boyfriend or whatever, right. and you start having, uh, you know, just kind of innocuous conversations how's the family how you doing how's your job which
0: is yeah
1: which by the way it's never not it's never never do
0: that we never have conversations without each other involved in those those Mm -hmm. actual like digital conversations so if Mm -hmm. i'm talking to somebody from high school an old friend that is a guy ryan is in that and his wife the other person's wife is in that it's never yeah
1: because they're friends with us not friends with you yes that's the that's the whole point and we're and even if they're not we're making that a point to to draw that line early but typically, that's not the case, and so what will happen is you'll you'll have an innocuous connection like that, and it's all fine. And then all of a sudden, you're at home, and you you realize you got in a fight with your spouse, and you're bitter and you're frustrated. Right. So you, now you go confide in this person. So and so is being so whatever. Right. Man, I just need a friend. We listen to me. They start listening. Now you start talking. Now right. you start actually engaging and saying, "Hey, on a deeper oh, level, you're only a city yeah. away. Yeah. I didn't, let's let's connect. Let's go get coffee." Yeah. And the snowball is in, is right. is happening, and then that turns into an emotion. It's already an emotional affair at right, that point, right? And you know, at some point, it can turn into a physical affair, and then that can be repeated until finally, yeah. it's bro- something's broken, and absolutely. it needs reconciliation. Um, and, and in some cases, it tragically leads to a divorce. Right, right. So that's just an example of how that can be um, kind of a bad path to go oh, down. That can
0: play out absolutely, um, and I think that. Um, it often for me and you and I have recently had, I think these hard conversations that I was talking about in my heart check spurred or came from uh, images that I had seen in my social media feed. I've been talking to Ryan about some of the insecurities I've had with some friendships and some things that I probably need to go to these people and talk to them about. But also I'm like, well, are are we even on the same like playing field? Are they believers? Do they, you know, going and it's been because of.
1: Well, I want to clarify. You're sorry, not talking. I'm talking about. You're not talking about uh, leading toward an affair. You're talking about your oh, th- th- the sorry. next point, which is yeah, it's my ne- <laughs> feeding an insecurity in it's you. It's feeding, yeah. Not the, related the fear, to our relationship. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. I should clarify. It's feeding the fear of man versus the fear of God. Um, mm, okay. Because I very much my personality is that I want to be a people pleaser. I want to keep peace. Making peace seems very hurtful and hard for me. Um, so I'd rather, you know, acquiesce, keep the peace, and just act like everything's okay. Um, that there's a lot of factors that come into play when that when that happens, and so I think social media for me can be a form of um, feeding my fears, feeding the insecurities, uh, feeding lies, uh, creating a covet a covetousness. Is that the right word? Sure. Creating covetousness in my heart we'll go with it (laughs) it's causing me to covet things that i shouldn't covet is that better (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) five tries later i've noticed a direct relationship between my level of like Mm. frustration and angst
0: versus contentment
1: versus well there's a direct relationship between how much angst i have and how much i spend time on instagram specifically yeah because you know what as soon as i get out there i'm just gonna be honest i don't spend a lot of time on there but i've I, I try to at least be up to date with like yeah. what's going on, especially with the guys on the baseball team, but also, you know, our good friends and I'll, so-and-so a friend will be like, yeah, check it out. We're having this amazing experience and we went and did this camping thing or we went and did whatever. And I'm like, well, I, I we wanna... went and did stuff. I want to, no one knows I did stuff and I got to <laughs> post it. Cause I haven't posted in like four weeks uh... and it's, it stir- so it makes this angst in me. Right. Like I have to somehow like put it out there. Otherwise it didn't actually happen. And it's obviously not true. You don't have right. to put your stuff on social media for like your devotions. Like you can have devotions without yeah. taking a picture of your Bible and your coffee. And
0: I think we could easily ignore this though. We could easily be like, and I used to just brush it off. I'm not bragging about anything. I'm not like, I'm just showing what I did. I'm not actually like bragging about it, but we're all like, we all know what we're doing. Like whether we brush well, it we, off or not, we do
1: it because we want the affirmation. Absolutely. That, the Absolutely. But and the I comments think if we're, and,
0: if we're if we're living under the authority of God and we're questioning whether or not we should be posting something, then I think that's the work of God and, and the Holy Spirit in our lives, like convicting us about how we're living and what kind of messages we're promoting and putting mm. out there. And what are the words? Are we heaping coals on people's heads? Are we um, encouraging them in Christ? What 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 is the heart motivation here? And it's so you you could probably easily listen to this and be like social media doesn't do this what are you talking about like <laughs> and it's like no if if you look closely and if you look closer it absolutely does it mm-hmm. absolutely divides us and it it shows us where like where our hearts are in terms of the gospel and, mm-hmm. and who Jesus is and what we believe
1: and that's not to say okay th- there are some nuances to be teased out in here and right. what I and so there are times to stand for a big thing Mm -hmm. in a kind of a way that you don't, that does ruffle feathers. Okay. Right. So there are times to take those stands because of your convictions in the gospel, your convictions according to scripture and it's a cultural stand, right? Mm -hmm. And social media is one small way to do that. It's not the way. It's not the ultimate way. It's one small way to do that. Secondly, I think there are healthy times when you post something to celebrate. So we had a friend who just had their, they had a baby boy. Yep. And they 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 posted about it, and you know what? I'm so glad they did because we can celebrate with them. We can say congrats. We can text them. We can call.
0: Right. We're I'm not having to go over and like.
1: And we're not in consistent <laughs> relationship that we might not have known. We knew that she was pregnant, but we didn't know the baby was born. Right. And so there are times to actually celebrate, like legitimately celebrate. And to me, that's so that's that's edifying.
0: Absolutely. But when you're
1: saying, "Hey, look at this! Just living my best life now, eating, you know, drinking a whatever," you're just creating FOMO
0: uh, in all of us. All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, let's just say it.
1: So there's some of that we can't get away from. That's fine. And yeah. that's why we have to be aware of how we're consuming as media, yeah. meaning that that's not everyday life for most people. And actually, there's a ton yeah. of research in our latest book, See Through Marriage. We talked about how this generation is going into debt trying to look a certain way online. Yeah. And it's empirical. There's data. Yeah. And it, it shows it's not a good picture. Right. <laughs> um, so there's that side. So we have to realize that that is not real life. Right. Okay, real life happens here not well, I understand there
0: understand our identity and christ and mm-hmm. i understand that like life is messy relationships are messy mm-hmm. god's word can handle and withstand and have us coming out thriving on the mm-hmm. other end because we walked through the mess because we decided to look outside the one by one square of instagram right and say this is real life this is what's happening here and now not mm-hmm. it's great to see that people are having good vacations and they're living their best lives that's great like i do celebrate with people i'm glad Be- but it's because i know their journey i know things that they've gone through i understand that this is not their real life this is
1: but so many of those everybody. posts are from I know. the celebrities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, the I'm people that happen to like be that. in our feed today. I know. And all they're doing is stirring discontentment in our hearts True. and stirring envy and stirring strife and creating. So we need angst.
0: to guard that. So How it's just we... like any
1: media outlet. Right? We haven't even read Proverbs nine yet. That's the whole thing we're trying to get into. <laughs> but with any media outlet, you have to pick your channel, right? right? You have to choose what you're gonna spend your time on. And and I'm just I think right here I'm just gonna implore you to like spend time on things that build you up in the gospel, that build you up and stir your faith for Jesus, and stir your faith, or st- and stir your affections for Jesus. Yeah. Stir your affections for those in your community that God has placed. So good. And that I think can be really powerful redemption of social media. Now, social media is a tool—it's what you were saying. We have to be mindful of how we're using it to edify, how we're using it to build up. Uh, Tony Rinke in his book had another some good good observations that I want—I do want to bring up. It's worth the time. But he's basically saying before you put something online. As a creator, so if you're on Instagram and you're posting things, you're a creator. Mm. If you're on Facebook and you're posting things, you're a creator. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're saying, ask these questions. Will this ultimate, ultimately glorify me mm. or will it glorify God? Mm. Will this stir or muffle healthy affections for Christ? Will this merely document that I know something others don't? Will this misrepresent me or is it authentic? Okay, that's really easy mm. to fake. Like, oh, I'm living, I've just been here my whole, you know, I, I live like this and it's a Pinterest, like, perfect picture. <laughs> And you're misrepresenting moms yourself. moms are
0: like, nope. And they're all <laughs> looking at their
1: reality saying, oh, I don't live that way. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Oh, I need to buy things. Steals or the joy I need to...
0: from their moments, the mm-hmm. life that God's given us. Yeah.
1: Will this potentially breed jealousy in others?
0: Oh, man.
1: Will this fortify unity or stir up unnecessary division? That's, now, that's a spe- huge one for marriage. That's, it, yeah. Marriage is also huge for just division in the body of Christ in general. So good. It's very easy to be a vocal critic online. Okay, hmm. it's a lot harder to do it in person. It's a lot harder to do it in a way that's actually constructive.
0: Hello, heart check for me. So instead of posting,
1: <laughs> instead of posting that article, and you know, and being obnoxious about it, if that's your your bent, there are times when it's appropriate. Okay, but instead of doing it in a way that's not appropriate, how about you print that article out, or maybe just put it on your tablet if you want to save some trees. I don't know. <laughs> and you talk about it with your small group friends. Yeah. You say, well, how do we, how, as the church local, yeah. how do we deal with this? Yeah. Uh, a few more questions. He says, "Will uh, will this build up or tear down? Will this heap guilt or will this relieve it? Will this mm-hmm. fuel lust for sin or warn against it? Will this overpromise and install instill false hopes in others?"
0: Our posts are very revealing. They're oh, they very are very revealing to our, to what is actually going on going on in our hearts. And mm-hmm. you may be thinking that you are hiding this stuff by posting bigger better things but the reality of the situation is that mm-hmm. if you're posting the bigger and better there's obviously it's it's yeah. making up for something and that hurts my heart yeah i know I we're know. running
1: low, low on time let's read um from proverbs nine
0: yeah one through six uh, yeah. wisdom has built her house she has hewn her seven pillars she has slaughtered her beasts she has mixed her wine she has also set her table She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Hmm. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight.
1: Okay, so that's the way of wisdom. I'm going to read the way of folly. Okay, so the woman folly is loud. She is seductive. She knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by. sounds like social media. (laughs) Who are going straight on her way, on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here, and to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant, but he does not know the dead is, are in there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Mm-hmm. That Also in that passage in verse 10, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's our plea to you. Okay, we don't have any more time, <laughs> but... These are very complex. Because they're very nuanced. They're not complex, but they're very nuanced in that there's a lot of different factors. The bottom line is we can't be prescriptive here. All we can do is describe that this is what wisdom looks like, and this right. is what folly looks like. Right. Follow the path of wisdom. I'm preaching to us.
0: Right, this really, is to all of to us. Yeah, <laughs> like our hearts are just like we, God. We struggle with this. This is a, mm-hmm. this is a very real struggle in the marriage. And and individual relationships of Ryan and Selena Frederick, like these, are Mm -hmm. what we struggle with.
1: And this is the hinge point, okay? And that we need to hang our hats on is that the that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. If he is sovereign, if he is king, if he is the ultimate thing to be worshipped, the ultimate being to be worshipped, everything we do should be to that end of glorifying him. That's, that's why wisdom starts there because I'm not going to do something. I just, I'm always pulling things before I post them because I'm realizing that's not going to edify. That might get a chuckle. It might get a laugh. It's not going to edify. So we have to be governed by these principles. With that said, I think we should probably, um, I think the challenge is just look at this in your own life and maybe have a conversation around the idea of what is, um, what does wise use of social media look like in our family? What does wise use of social media look like in our relationship? Um, Go back, we'll post a link to this, but there's a post we have about Facebook being a wedge in your marriage.
0: Social media, yeah.
1: Read that one. Um, I'm going to pray, okay? Is that okay?
0: <laughs> no, I just, I wanted to encourage readers to get yeah. Tony Ranke's book, okay. Forwards by John Piper. Hello. Twelve Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. It's, it's one of those books that, it's probably one of my favorite, most powerful so connecting like in clarifying books of, mm-hmm. of our age and our, our time yeah. so
1: and social media is part of that but it talks about your phone in general absolutely and how you consume information and yeah,
0: yeah he's super transparent with his own struggle and it's great mm. yeah
1: lord i thank you for this time I thank you for wisdom help it govern us help us to respond to it in a way that, in a way that's uh, obedient Help us to do so quickly. Mm. I pray for the marriages that might be struggling with uh, just in marriage, or maybe social media has been a huge wedge for them or is starting to be. I pray that you give them uh, a spirit of peace, and I pray that you give them uh, the wisdom to move forward Mm. in a productive way. So, Lord, uh, again, thank you for your gift of wisdom. Holy Spirit, thank you for your gift of conviction. Help Mm -hmm. us to respond to both. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is. In the can. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll see you in about seven days. Until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.